0: what's going on everybody zach rosenblatt here with mike k at a rainy lincoln financial field the eagles snapped their losing streak barely winning in overtime over the new york giants final score was 23 to 17 the eagles are tied for the nfc east lead somehow (laughs) in in the year 2019 where they barely can beat the giants where they lost the dolphins last week as we see right now they're probably going to win the nfc east and that's just that's just this season, like in a nutshell.
1: If I were somebody speaking to Frank Abernathy from Catch Me If You Can, and he asked me, "Do you concur with that statement?" I would say I concur. I do think they are going to the playoffs. I, I really do. I mean, this.
0: Where they deserve to is. A different yes, discussion. yeah, that's a
1: whole different discussion. <laughs> yeah. But I think when you get a win like this, look, you and I both wrote stories at, in the third quarter, ready to just rip this team apart because they deserve to be ripped apart. But that second-half drive to score 23 straight points against the Giants or anybody in the NFL, is or 20 straight points, is very impressive. Especially Uh, for a team that has struggled to score all year. Right. You know, um, last year, they've had problems with starting and stopping games. They closed tonight. Um, For all the complainers about Zach Ertz being targeted too much, I don't think they've targeted him enough. To be honest with you, I think Zach Ertz is the playmaker on this offense. Even more so than Carson Wentz. I think Zach Ertz is the guy that gets stuff done when his number's called. And that's why I think it was so frustrating for him. The Miami loss where he had two really brutal drops. He had had another game earlier this year where he was uncharacteristic. But Zach Ertz constantly, when his number 86 is called, he is making big plays. And I I, I think tonight is going to be one of those all-timers for him. Which you remember. Uh, on prime time, where the national audience sees him just unloading during the last two drives of the game, yeah,
0: I mean, I'd have to think about uh, the history of the Eagles, but like in the moment, he's for sure one of the five or top three most clutch players in team history, if you combine what he did in the super Bowl with he's he's had a bunch of game winning touchdowns like this. He had the touchdown in regulation at the
1: end to tie the game, and he had a touchdown in overtime to win it um the, the touchdown pass, and we'll get more into it later, but the touchdown pass from yeah. Carson Wentz to Zacherts in the fourth quarter was maybe the best throw I've seen all season from him.
0: So I should say, well, the second one, he was wide open, and he was also wide open on,
1: like, multiple plays down the field late in the
0: game. Uh, the but I think that half. also No, 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 but I, let me get – The reason why that says a lot about the Giants is if you look at what was around Zacherts, at, at a certain point in the game – uh, the only receiver... So we're, we're going to criticize the Eagles for some things that they deserve some very serious criticism for, but they only had two healthy receivers by the end of the game, and those were Greg Ward and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside.
1: Actually, correction, my good friend, they only had one healthy wide receiver because J.J. Arcega-Whiteside had to walk off uh, well, for a couple of plays. But,
0: I mean, you get my point. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And they were playing Josh Perkins at wide receiver, and that was their wide receiver options. Josh Perkins, J.J. So Arcega-Whiteside, and Greg Ward. There should be no... There should be five defenders on Zach Ertz, and there was nobody on him on multiple occasions. Zach, but what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so, where should we start? I guess we can start positive since we do tend to people get mad at us for going negative all the time. Um, let's start with Carson Wentz. Uh, this was. His most clutch performance, he's probably had. Like, in terms of winning a game down the stretch. I can't remember the last time he did
1: uh, that. I'd say the Panthers game. The Panthers game was a pretty clutch. Like, just overall, did like, they the need. Did bring them back and then win at the end on the last play? No. Yeah, yeah really like, okay, that's I'm fair. Yeah, not that's say, fair. I'm not saying this
0: relative like, the opponent. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, this was. the clutch Carson Wentz this at is... the end,
1: fourth quarter, overtime. This is a game that I think a lot of Eagles fans will remember just because the first half was so forgettable. And this was like, this place was doom and gloom. Like, you could feel it in the air. They there were, were boos. People were been, leaving the game. There have been boo birds here before. Yeah. I mean, since, we've, since, <laughs> yeah since we've covered the team, that was easily the loudest. Except before we covered the team, I think it's safe to say. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Maybe. Um, I mean, I've been in the stadium when there's been a lot of boos. Uh, that was the loudest booze I've ever I've, well, I've heard in the well, year. I
0: mean, there was, the crowd was clearing out a little bit after halftime. Oh, yeah. Like, they were down 17-3 at halftime. Um, see, we're already <laughs> accidentally going to negative. So
1: Carson Wentz. No, but but the reason yeah, why yeah, it'll yeah. be memorable is because, because they what they overcame. Yeah. Listen, Carson Wentz has not played great during this four-game stretch. He has not been great. That said, he has been given nothing to work with. I said this on Twitter, and a lot, I got a lot of feedback on it, positive and negative. For as much as this team has invested in Carson Wentz, the in season investments they've made around him to fix and problems. <laughs> well, but I mean, look, on paper, we all were guilty of thinking this yeah, team was like much better than it was. But when you realize how bad this offense's weapons were and you don't do anything, look, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, hold on to the draft picks. These guys need to get younger. Trading for Robbie Anderson when he's in his mid 20s and in his prime is not. Affecting your your youth, yeah, trading and, for a thirty year old corner, sure. Yeah,
0: and and then then that whole thing, like, and then you have him in the building, and then you know maybe he likes it here, and then you're more likely to be able to resign. He's
1: him. from the yeah. area. Yeah. I know. From, I know. my point like, being, like,
0: you get the guy in the building, and then if it works, you work what you can do to sign him before free agency starts. They don't have that option. Now. It's a
1: good problem yeah. to have. Yeah, but
0: so like Boston Scott, they don't win this game without Boston Scott. Which Absolutely is not. A simple, not. Which is not a sentence I thought I'd be saying to you right now. And. You know, I think we kind of have to get into this now. So there's just, like, been so many weird and strange things the Eagles have done personnel-wise, game day roster-wise, and one of the dumbest things they've done since I've started covering this team is having three healthy wide receivers on game day, or three active wide receivers on game day, and seven cornerbacks. Insane, like, yeah. No. Like it's absolutely bonkers, and of course, one of them got hurt. Alshon Jeffrey might be out for the year now. That injury looked pretty serious.
1: Yeah. So did uh, Lane Johnson's, but I think there's a yeah. report out there that there was a high ankle sprain, which means that he could still be out probably for the rest of the have, regular
0: season. What, three games left. Yes, only yeah. three.
1: I know the season's bananas. Great season. <laughs> is what yeah, I've hey, been told. have done that yeah, in a while. Yeah, I know. Um, hey, I gotta bring it back. But so,
0: like, so just so Boston Scott looks like a player, and it looks like. Why wasn't he on the roster from the beginning of the season over Darren Sproles? It's because Doug Peterson has too much love for Darren Sproles. That was a mistake. The Greg Ward one we've talked about on here, he had, he had a really good catch towards the end of the game. He's clearly their most dynamic receiver, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Perkins, I mean, you, you've talked about how he was pretty bad in training camp. He was awful. But, but, I mean, clearly there was something over the last ten weeks that he was capable of coming up here because he looked pretty good today too. Um, I don't know. they they just done so many weird things this season. I I don't know how many ways we could talk about Howie Roseman's roster building, but like, they only beat the Giants by six points, and it's a win, and a win is a win, and now they can win the division, but there's a lot to be concerned about still.
1: Yeah, I mean this is a, I I mean look, they shouldn't have won this game. No. Uh,
0: Against a team that's not the second worst team in the NFL right now, they don't win.
1: Um (laughs) It's just hard to like wrap your brain around this game we, we, because we keep trying to be positive and it keeps going negative. <laughs> and you know, what's weird is we're not invested in any of this and yeah. it's still so perplexing as to how you can explain this to an audience, right? How can you make logic out of some of these moves? Um, look, Rob Davis has a following on draft Twitter. He's supposedly supposed to be good for uh, a, a practice squad way. player. Marcus Green was a six round pick. Uh, we saw Mark and Michelle one do stuff, and one of these guys are going
0: to be playing a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think, and, and or I they
0: bring back J-Matt again,
1: and I think it'll be Rob Davis. Uh, but again, like I just, you know that Alshon's just a week a week recovered from being, you know, His calf injury. Yeah, yeah, like this team wanted. You're planning. Yeah, it's just I, I don't understand. You had an entire weekend. You knew where Nelson was at. Why not? you know help yourself out and it just for me it's like Howie Roseman has been brilliant at times during the last four years this has been like a perplexing thing unless you don't think this team's ready to compete for a Super Bowl clearly that they're not um but that's like a big admission for him you know what I mean without making those moves and like you're saying, he doesn't believe that this is a Super Bowl. Right, team yeah. If you thought this was a Super Bowl team, you'd, you'd make. Go out and get yeah, them. they. Look, last year's team struggled through injury too, and they traded for Golden Tate. Yeah, they didn't use him properly, but, like, just because you fail once doesn't I mean know, you're going to th- fail th- more. That's
0: time. why I wonder if they were overreacting to that failure.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean.
0: and <laughs> yeah, this is all, like, old territory that we... it's, like, hard not to go back to. Right, that's why I'm trying to yeah, g- give you but, something new out of so this. So let's go through some of, like, the big moments of this game, good and bad. So. Darius Lane, like, destroyed them. And mm-hmm. though a lot of it had to do with just Ronald Darby just can't – he is bad at tackling. Um, there was a miscommunication, it sounds like, between him and Ronnie McLeod on the 55-yard yeah. touchdown. It was another one of those inverted um, cover, two. Darius Lane, five catches, 154 yards, two touchdowns. That dude is a stud. He's better than an Eagles wide receiver, and he was a fifth-round pick this year. He was He's taking five picks after he, uh, Clayton Thorson. guy? Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't even think about yeah. that. That's brutal.
1: That'll go down in history. Yeah. Um – he so averaged 30.8 th- yards per catch and had more than two catches. He had five <laughs> catches. That's incredible. That's, that's
0: ridiculous. Um, for the first half, Eli Manning was looking better than Carson Wentz, and he ter- Carson turned it around in the second half. It's because the pass um, rush bait, it was, it was having deep, issues. But, so it was like the whole thing about Jim Schwartz saying that, that he just needs the Eagles to get him 20 points and they, they can win. And mm-hmm. That's pretty much what happened today. The defense played pretty well. Out if you look outside of, uh, around, I mean there was mistakes there but like the pass rush kind of came alive in the second half. Oh, they only it's finished the with line. two sacks, yeah, but yeah, yeah I mean, from...
1: Vinny Curry too. So Yeah, Vinny Cur- so Curry, it's Vinny Curry story. That's the weird
0: thing like it's it's hard to find like a lot of crazy good things in here, but I don't know, like Boston Scott had 10 carries for 59 yards and a touchdown and six catches for 69 yards.
1: Yeah, it's um, the, see that's what's impressive to me is for a running back to go 6 of 6 and they weren't just like drop no, off boys. Yeah, long games. He, they put him in space. His longest was 17 yards, so they were
0: all like the
1: 17-year-old. right um i just uh jason peters talked about this after the game the guys that really stepped up uh that's big because these guys are hungry these are hungry dudes that want to show Squad guys yeah you know scott perkins ward perkins was five of five i don't know if he had five
0: catches in training camp yeah. no he um, definitely had more than well, five so, drops so that's the, for sure. maybe the most shocking one that contributed to this game was Sidney Jones coming in for one play, getting a PBU that helped them win this game.
1: I talked to Sydney after the game, and he said, you know, basically – he didn't have any panic. He was ready. He kind of knew what was going to happen, and he thinks it's a play that people will remember for the rest of his career. He really hasn't had a signature was play. Was Mills hurt
0: at that point? Is that why he went? Uh,
1: Mills and Douglas both were hurt. Douglas, okay. And so they had Sydney just go out there, and it was third down, third and three. Uh, Slayton, who was killing them, as we mentioned before, ran a slant, and Sydney broke it up. Like, that was a good play by Sydney. Sydney was in good position. It wasn't like a fluke play. He, he did yeah, a great I mean, job. He,
0: if he gets a chance to play again... That's a confidence boost type thing, and I wonder mm-hmm. if they give him some shots down the stretch. I don't know, uh, especially if Darby doesn't get his act together. Like, He hasn't had a good stretch.
1: He hasn't. Um, like I said, there is Mills. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mil- Mills is going to be hit or miss. Yeah. The problem with Darby is his extremes are so dramatically different. Like, he'll give up a big play. He's a terrible tackler. And you're paying him to be your number one corner. Like, he's the only guy that's actually getting money. Um, And so I think it's a problem. Like, I'd like to see Rasul Douglas out there. I'd like to see Craig James out there. I'd like to see other guys out there, frankly. Because you're at this spot in the season now where, sure, you can give up a play or two here or there. But Darby's timing on some of these bad plays are really, really atrocious. And... That tack, that missed tackle on Slayton was maybe one of the easiest tackles a corner could make, and he just so who, failed. who's
0: covering Terry McLaurin next week?
1: <laughs> like, uh, I'm, whoever's covering him. I mean, I imagine tackle. it's going to be Darby. That's what I'm saying, right? So, I just um, like,
0: and so that's kind of the, so. Let's talk about the offensive line. So, if Lane Johnson does wind up missing a couple weeks, and you have Alshon Jeffrey out, I know the schedule is easy, and the Redskins are bad. But you're just still not in a great spot there. Like that, Lane Johnson is, has always been one of the most important guys on this team. Ryan Kerrigan hit, does a good job against Lane. Usually, he'll do a better job against Alapulevaty Um I'm
1: I'm concerned about that. Yeah, look, uh, you give Big V the entire week. This is not ideal. Like I, I mean, I don't. There's that's no way that, to. That's
0: there's so many knocks, but it's the Redskins. Like it's a. It's kind of like we were going to this week. You're like. This 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 and this, but it's the Giants. So, like, it wouldn't surprise me if they won seventeen to thirteen next week.
1: Sure, I mean, I think we got to monitor whether Dwayne Haskins is playing or not. I can tell you for a fact that the Eagles are definitely hoping that yeah, well, Hasson destroyed them in destroy week one. Yeah, week? yeah, they're hoping that uh, that's a, Young Dwayne is, so is week
0: one. We were so much younger back then. Uh, I've John aged. Jackson. I've aged
1: like at least six years, <laughs> at least. But I also Man. have a baby at home, so but, I think that's part of it
0: too. All right, so but the Eagles sit here now at. Six and seven, and tied for the division lead in the NFC East, and going into week four, was it 14, 15? fourteen, fifteen? Week going into week fifteen. Like, how how do you feel about where? Like, and we kind of mentioned this at the in of the pod. Like, why do you think the Eagles are going
1: to win the division? For one, I think their schedule is very favorable. Two, I think the Cowboys are a team that, you know, I I said this to you earlier in the week. The Eagles are are lo- losing but they weren't falling apart. Like, the locker room still likes each other. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's camaraderie there. I've been in a lot of losing locker rooms. I used to cover the Jaguars. <laughs> uh, and you can tell when a locker room is falling apart. This locker room wasn't falling apart. They were down on their luck. Uh, they were upset, certainly, but they didn't seem to be falling apart. The Cowboys seem like a mess. Uh, Jason Garrett, and this is 90% Jerry Jones' fault, Jason Garrett has no pull in that locker.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jerry Jones is coaching the team,
1: too. <laughs> right. I mean, Jerry every single week is saying, blah, 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 bla. Jason Garrett for security. owner who
0: named himself GM and talks to the media two to three times per week. Like, it's the most, like, there's nothing like this in sports.
1: It, it's asinine.
0: Um, it's bonkers. <laughs> that said. <laughs> anyway. That said. We haven't talked to Howie since we were babies.
1: Pretty yeah, much. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't have facial hair. Uh, (laughs) Yes, and that's how you know it was a long time ago. Um, That said, I think that when you look at (laughs) these two rosters, as bad as the Eagles have played and as badly banged up as they are, I don't trust Dallas at all. You know what I mean? So, I I mean, I I think overall the the message you can take away from this, this Eagles team looked resilient tonight. Uh, If the defense, this is the, I believe the – fifth time in or, or fourth time in five games that they've held their opponents under 17 points or 17 or, or less. And so I think you can take away from that. I mean, look, that Dolphins lost black Mark. <laughs> yeah. Really black Mark. Look, you're going to, they're going to look back on this. The Atlanta loss too is like an absolute failed missed opportunity. The Lions loss again, they have three losses are that good. are putrid on paper. And um, this isn't a great team. This isn't a good team. They're a whatever team. Like, that's what they are. And sometimes whatever teams can get hot. If you remember, I believe it was 2011 or 2010, the Seahawks, that were 7-9, they were able to win a playoff game at home and, and create they some... They might have to play Seattle here. So. Right, and create some chaos. I, th- you know... and. And that's the thing. If you can be resilient and you have a good home field advantage, you know, anything can happen in that first round. We saw the du- double joint last year. You know what I mean? So, And that was on the road. So this seems resilient for all of his – for his whatever faults that he has. Doug Peterson is very good at keeping control of his locker room. I I haven't gotten the vibe that, that he has lost the locker room at all despite them being only 6-7. and seven. And this was a team that a lot of people had – as a top four squad, they're more like a top 14 squad at best, but here we are. And so
0: I th- the Eagles might stumble into the playoffs, but and I think that's going to distract from the fact that this team is still maybe farther away from being a Super Bowl contender than we thought they were before the season. I, I don't know. They've they have enough holes going into this upcoming offseason that I, I, unless Howie Roseman just hits 100% again like he did in 2017. I, I don't see them getting back to that level yet. It's they need to replenish this roster with youth. They need to fill out the steps. chart. They need to get Carson Wentz better weapons. So, I, I there's think a lot to, there's I, a lot of work. Like yeah. that's why I I think there's fair reason to be concerned about the future of this team right now. Uh, while I also believe it is important for them to make the playoffs cuz Carson Wentz just needs that experience. Like that's been like a weird debate amongst Eagles fans who were some who were like they should lose and get a better draft pick and were like Carson Wentz needs the playoffs. Carson Wentz needs the playoffs.
1: Gets C- the playoffs. Can, can, I, can I push back on you there? Um, why? Why does he need- No, I mean, like, obviously for his record and outside stuff, but from an experience standpoint, why? I think, you know, it's going to... Ha-
0: it's every, Each offseason, this, this stuff is hung over him, how he can't stay healthy. Um, this year, he'll have played all 16 games completely healthy. Well, and,
1: I mean, there's I mean, three
0: okay. games left. He's just about there, um, and if they miss the playoffs,
1: this is going to be something that's going to be haunting them again off season. And you don't think they're going to have the mark of hey, they just walked, moonwalked into the playoffs? Blah 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 blah. They were nine and seven. You don't think that no, I, that's going to weigh him, on? I think him finally making it will
0: be the first step, and then the next. I mean, maybe it does in the end. It doesn't make that much of a it. difference. I think for Carson Wentz, not for this team. I think for Carson Wentz, he needs to experience it, and I'd
1: agree with you. I was just and he curious needs to show that he can win in a big moment or play well in a big moment, right? And you know what? Against a bad team, that was a big moment. I, I, yeah. I think. I think that people are going to say, you know, that's just the Giants, or that, and that's fair. That's valid. They should. This game shouldn't have been close on I mean, paper.
0: He, yeah, I mean, he had to show that he could do what he did at the end of
1: the game. Right. I thought the last two drives of this game were as impressive of a drives as he's had pretty much the entire season. Um, and I thought the first half was awful, but he was also set up to fail pretty much. Um, now moving forward with Alshon potentially being out and Lane Johnson being out, I know you brought it up earlier. I don't know how, how he fixes this because he hasn't done a very good job. They've been very dependent on the practice squad and I get (laughs) it. You want to, you want guys that you know, work hard in practice and you want to see that stuff. Gotta tell you, if they've been sitting on your practice squad all season, they're probably not that good players. That said, they that could means, be Greg yeah, Ward. Nobody they're trying mean, to
0: claim them, yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Or they're not seen as good players. I mean, yeah. Greg Ward, pleasant surprise. Boston Scott, really stepped up. But not every single practice squad guy is going to be and, that. I mean, even Craig James earlier this year... Came yeah, out, they came out of nowhere and had a game when he Look, played. there's a like, reason must, to like these guys, yeah. but that said, but you're, it's problematic that you need to. Right, you're getting to the point where almost every guy that's been on your practice squad, at least for the majority of the season, is kind of on call, you know, to to be a contributor. And I think that's an issue, you know. Um, I, I just, like, at some point, your not your luck, but your ability to adjust is going to catch up to you. Now, maybe Nelson Aguilar is good for next week, and that kind of helps you out a little bit, I guess. That said, them winning without him, and Greg Ward producing plays without him, and J.J. Arsigle-Whiteside having one of the better catches that I've seen from an Eagles wide receiver pretty much all season. I, You know, we've, we've been hard on Nelson, and rightfully so. I don't know how much his return really helps you. So, you, you've got to look. If, if Alshon's out for the re- remainder of the season, you're looking at a 2016 version of this Eagles team. And mm-hmm. you know what? That didn't work. Uh, having a great offensive line, having a really good quarterback. Great offensive line without lane, potentially. Right. Yeah. Listen, they had Ertz. They had this really good offensive yep. line. They had, uh, sure. you know, G- Dallas Goddard's really the only different variable in this. Thing.
0: Miles
1: Sanders, I guess, yeah. Yeah, Miles Sanders. Um, yeah, I mean, Ryan Matthews is fine, I guess. But, yeah, look, uh, I mean, this running game's going to have to step up. They ran the ball 32 times tonight. Five of those were Carson. But 27 runs is pretty effective. And, I, look, if Boston Scott can be like this, yeah. when they have Jordan Howard potentially back down too. the road, yeah. you know, I mean... Boston Scott costs nothing.
0: Although I'm not so sure about Jordan Howard being... Right, right. but yeah. maybe but yeah. this
1: makes him expendable. Yeah. You know, if Boston Scott can... Because can, he's been running hard. I know he hasn't really gotten a lot of opportunities, it's but been he's mostly been... garbage time before Yeah, that, he's yeah. been running hard. Um, I think Miles Sanders is starting to click. He's still doing a little bit of bouncing around. Yeah. But you look at what he's quietly been able to accomplish. He's 60 yards away from breaking Deshaun Jackson's uh, scrimmage yards uh, yeah, record. Yeah. Uh, and he's right behind... LaShawn McCoy for the rookie rushing record so um, there's stuff to like here if they continue to use the running backs in the passing game and make this more of a patriot style offense love it but you got to see the progress I thought Carson willed this team to victory in those last two drives and beforehand my main criticism that I was going to put into our at the gun article like right at that as the, the the puck I guess dropped uh, bad analogy. Yeah, step step sorry, sorry. sorry. So that means it's... it's the ball the dropped. Whatever. Anyway. Um, Carson hadn't willed this team to victory. And franchise quarterbacks, fair circumstances or not, every now and then can raise the level of the play of the people around them. Clearly he did that tonight. He yeah. did but, that tonight. Yeah. So I had to delete a whole thing. I basically had to rewrite my entire story. I
0: mean, that, this, I mean we've kind of alluded to that this year that like maybe there's too much responsibility put on a quarterback to do that but he also if he wants to be considered elite he has to be able to this was the like we mentioned the guys that he was throwing to j.j segal Jack greg ward josh perkins boston scott if you had said those would be his four of his top five receivers in week 14 before the season you would have been like all right well the eagles are gonna have a top five draft pick like so he, he did his job today
1: yeah for sure and even if
0: he started slow Because he had some bad throws in the
1: beginning. Yeah, there were some rough throws. Um, Again, I I think this team is going to be this jigsaw puzzle of weirdness throughout the rest of the season. They're going to have to put new pieces in. Uh, Some of them are going to be ill-fits. But, you know... They'll do what they need to do. I mean, I, I, look, you, you play seven corners, and you don't want to drop you any of them. In two weeks,
0: Mark and Michelle's going to be, like, the number two receiver because more guys are going Hey, done.
1: look, that's speed on this offense. It'll it'll keep really? a lot of the training camp watchdogs it's happy. Be, I wonder what it's like for
0: a guy like that who um, was cut after training camp and didn't sign with anybody all year. So he's just kind of been lingering for 13 or 12 weeks, I guess. Yeah, and then he gets picked up by the team that cut him all the way back then. It's got to be like weird walking into that room. You know? For
1: sure, certainly, and I, you know, this team. I think they need to sign two of these dudes. To be honest, I think they need to sign two of these wide oh, receivers. Up, yeah, because like it, at some point, like at some point, it's becoming an epidemic that these guys are getting like just injured well, on the regs.
0: Sean winds up on IR, and they're gonna have at least one open. Uh, right, and I'm expecting
1: that call tomorrow, or that that, that
0: happens that quickly if it's a rupture Achilles. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, David Chow spe- speculated based on like the video that it was a ruptured Achilles, which would end the season. Yes, <laughs> that and would, then is the same injury Brooks suffered? Yes. Yeah, and I mean, he was back. I mean, different specimens, but yeah. he was back in eight months. Yeah, I mean, so he'd be back in time for next season if he was theoretically. Like, although we should say, if they were ever going to trade him, it won't happen now.
1: Or cut him. Yeah, I mean, well, his contract's guaranteed anyway, yeah, but... Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, it was going to cost a lot, whatever they did. But.
1: Yeah, it, you know, rough one. It, it's a rough break. Yeah. Or or care, I guess you could say. Um receiver group is going to look so much different. Well, and then Jalen Mills, too, with the elbow. You don't know what that's going to be. He might have going back in the game, either, right? No. Um,
0: Miles Sanders left briefly, and then he came back.
1: Listen, I, I think this team is in a weird spot. Yes. Like... You know, I'm not sh- – well, maybe they can sign Mills on the cheap and re-sign him. I, I-, I don't well, know.
0: Decisions to make this off yeah, um,
1: this is – like, I don't envy Howie Roseman. I, I-, I think he has been dealt a-, a really tough bout of luck. It You s- tweeted out a couple of weeks ago the Eagles t- traded their souls for, uh, for the Super Bowl. And a lot of – you know – the devil's I mean, coming to collect. Like, you just <laughs> think
0: about everything that went right that year. it's just like unreal, to think. it it, about w-
1: it, it, it well, and you know what?
0: You just watch a highlight of Nick Foles and some of those throws he had in the playoffs are like some of the best throws I've ever seen in my life that he'll never replicate again. You
1: well, know? you know what's funny is like when you look back at it too like winning a Super Bowl takes luck, unless you're the oh, Patriots. Yeah. Like it really yeah. does. Like you it, it's it's perplexing. Like I it's tough I look
0: he hit on every like free agent and trade he made that year, and he hasn't hit on a free agent since then.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, everything seemed to work. I mean, it just yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I guess we're living in the past, like Orlando Skandrick has to, said that they should
1: have been. Well, yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Orlando skandrick <laughs> has got a lot to say, and really yeah, know, not yeah. a lot to back anything <laughs> <No>. up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't
0: think I'd bring up Orlando Skandrick today, but here we are. It was a weird night. It's almost one thirty in the morning. Uh, we hope you guys listen to this and leave us some comments. We'll read them on the next episode. Uh, it should be back to a regular schedule this week uh, in terms of Eagles practice and whatnot. We got the Redskins in Landover, Maryland on Sunday. Landover. Worst, worst stadium in the NFL. <laughs> so, it's not even close. Yeah, it's uh brutal. So after making that trip. All the power to you.
1: Yeah, that's a – well, I mean, it's probably a cheap ticket.
0: Yeah, I mean, there were tickets here for, like, $30 before, like... Well, dollars it was raining. Opening. I know, it was the el- still, it's So,
1: I, I, I want to cover a, a snow game this season.
0: Well, you don't have to sit outside in the snow. Though. Right, Especially yeah. Like, I
1: mean, the- you guys, who cares about you guys? <laughs> I, I want to cover a snow game. I've got me. a pair of snow, uh, of socks uh, that I got as a gift. Snow socks? Yeah, no, it's, it, there's a, it's a snowman with a, with a helmet on. It's a sn- like the snowball, and so I want to wear those. That game is a that's, a. that's the reason. Yeah, that's I yeah. I want to wear these socks. Look, if match. if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you know that I like. I wear new socks every single game. It's it's my gimmick. But well,
0: I hope you don't wear the same socks every single.
1: Game. No, I do not. My wife makes sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, on that note, I think that's when we cue the music, right? <laughs> yeah, that's all right. We'll, we'll end on that note. Uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, later this week.